let's look at some some examples here in first samuel first samuel 13 and these are both about king saul and how he ended up eliminating his line from the kings of israel and also eliminating himself from the place of honor of being the first king of israel it says that saul waited seven days according to the time that samuel was appointed to him but Samuel had not come to Gilgal and the people were scattering from Saul. So Saul was getting nervous. My people are leaving. There is about to be a really big battle. And he's like, who's gonna fight for me? So Saul said, bring me the burnt offering and the peace offerings. And he offered the burnt offerings, which he was forbidden to do. That was forbidden. A king should have never given these. Only the prophet was allowed to. So, and just as he finished the burnt offering, behold, Samuel came. And Saul went out to greet him and to meet him. And Samuel said, what have you done? And Saul said, because I saw the people were scattering from me and that you did not come within the days appointed and the Philistines were starting to assemble at Michmash, I thought the Philistines will come down upon me at Gilgal and I have made, not made supplication to the Lord. So I forced myself to offer the burnt offering. And Samuel said to Saul, you have done foolishly you knew better and you didn't obey so what is that called disobedience you have not kept the commandment of the lord your god which he commanded for you for the lord israel would have established your kingdom over israel forever but now your kingdom shall not continue and the lord has sought out a man after his own heart and the lord has commanded him to be prince and ruler over his people because you have not kept what the Lord had commanded you. The, the example that came to my heart was thinking about, um, you know, God gives us these, these things in life and he gives us different boundaries in life that are better for us. You know, kids, if you've ever been around kids, kids without boundaries, it's complete chaos. If you've ever been in a Sunday school classroom or a daycare where there's no rules, there's no boundaries, there's no structure, it's complete anarchy and that place will not survive for very long. But we thrive as humans, as children of God with boundaries. And the example that came to my heart was about, let's say that this man came to you and he was a game inventor. He invented this brand new board game and he explains it to you and he shows you the board game and he shows you how to win and he gives you all the tips and he said, okay, if you follow these steps, you are guaranteed to win. So you take the board game and then you do whatever you want. You completely ignore all of the rules and then it's like getting mad at, at the board game inventor and saying, well, I wanted to do my own thing. I can't believe I didn't win. No, we have to follow the rules and that's the good news. Obedience is good news. God has given us all the rules to win in life. He has showed us the way to go. The Old Testament, part of it can be called the Torah, and it is best translated instruction or the way you should go, not law. It is the instruction in the covenant. The author is tracing God's relationship with humanity. Covenant is family life, and the king and his family not imposing laws from the outside, but from the family. So God is showing us not the law of 
you have to do this and you must do that. And no, but he's saying, this is the best way for you to go. This is about how our family lives. So the law and the prophets were fulfilled in Jesus Christ and how he learned is how we learn obedience. How Jesus learned obedience is how we as Christians, we get to learn obedience. So in this example, God told Saul, you're going to come across these people, the Amalekites, and these people are not holy. These people are not godly, and you're going to have to destroy everything. So listen and obey. You're going to have to destroy everything. But what ended up happening, he decided, Saul decided, well, that's what God said through the prophet, but we're going to keep some, and then we'll say, we're going to sacrifice it to God, and it'll be okay. In 1 Samuel 15 and verse 9, it says, And Saul and the people spared Agag, the king, and the best of the sheep and the oxen and the fatlings and the lambs and all that was good. And then the word of the Lord came to Samuel, the prophet, saying, I regret making Saul king, for he has turned from following me and has not performed my commands. And Samuel was grieved and was angry with Saul, and he cried to the Lord all night. And when Samuel rose early to meet Saul in the morning, he was told Saul came to Carmel and behold, he was set up for him a monument or a trophy to his own glory. And then he went down to Gilgal. And Samuel went to Saul and Saul said to him, Blessed of the Lord are you. I have performed what the Lord has ordered. This is what Saul was saying. And Samuel said, Well then what is this bleeding of sheep in my ears and the lowing of oxen which I hear? And Saul said, they have brought for them from the Amalekites for the people, and they've spared the best. It's for God. Even though I didn't obey the instructions, I spared all of these good things, and I'm going to just sacrifice them for God. He was thinking that this sacrifice would be better than obedience. But the rest we utterly destroyed. Then Samuel said to Saul, stop. I will tell you what the Lord said to me. And Saul said, stay on. And Samuel said, when you were small in your own sight and you were not made the head of the tribes of Israel, and the Lord sent you on a mission and said, go utterly destroy the sinners, the Amalekites, and fight against them until they are consumed. Why then did you not obey the voice of the Lord, but swooped down upon the plunder and did evil in the Lord's sight? And Saul said to Samuel, yes, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord. He started making excuses. Oh my father have mercy. Yes, I have obeyed and have gone the way which the Lord has sent. And I brought Agag, the king of Amalek, and utterly destroyed all of the Amalekites. But the people, he started blaming people. <laughs> oh, but the people took from the spoil the sheep and the oxen and the chief of the things to be utterly destroyed to sacrifice to the Lord God in Gilgal. And Samuel said, has the Lord great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken is better than the fat of rams. So for Samuel was telling Saul, it is better to obey than to sacrifice. It is better to obey what God said than to come up with my own plan. So obedience is important because it is a tangible expression of my belief and trust that God has spoken to me. So I wanna become a lifelong learner like Jesus. He was willing to humble himself to the word of the Father. 
He was he did not allow himself to be dominated by his soul or his body, and he was willing to be taught by the Father, the Holy Spirit, and the leaders that God put in his life. So I want to become a lifelong learner and obedient like Jesus. It doesn't mean that I'm stupid or I have to be a robot and I only do what God tells me to do. No, it's a relationship where you take his words and you put it in your mouth and you put it before your eyes and the Holy Spirit begins to breathe revelation upon it. And as you pray, as you pray in the spirit, as you pray in the natural, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, they come and they begin to lead you. You know, sometimes I just want, God, isn't there answers? Just give me an answer. You know, maybe it's a job thing or a family thing, a relationship thing. And I'm like, God, isn't it here? Isn't there a, rela isn't there a relationship advice or a, a work advice in here? And God says, yeah, there is. And when I'm just doing my regular everyday Bible reading, all of a sudden when I'm in Exodus or Deuteronomy or in Psalms or in Ephesians, suddenly the Holy Spirit begins to breathe upon that word. And I find that's what I'm supposed to do. And my expression of trusting that this is more real, more important, more valuable than anything else is my obedience, walking it out asking that person to forgive me, giving that seed, selling that thing, saving that money, whatever that example is that the Holy Spirit begins to speak to you. It is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit that allows us to obey, that gives us the grace to obey. Jesus Christ is our example to see that it's possible to be obedient to the word of the Father. So these things that God has set before us, like how we looked at in the Jewish tradition, that Torah is not seen as law, like an outside domineering tyrant saying, you have to do this, you must do this, and we're just like these mindless robots. No, but the best translation is saying, this is the way you should go. This is the way our family lives. So these boundaries and these things that God has set in our life are for our own good. And Praise the Lord, even when I've messed up, God works all those things together for my good, as Romans 8, 28 says. So if you say to yourself, well, Kara, I haven't been obedient. There are areas in my life where I haven't been obedient. Well, absolutely. There's areas in my life where I haven't been obedient. But the good news is that we can come to God and we can say, God, that's what I used to do, but that's not me anymore. I turn from that. And now I'm going to obey your word. I'm going to learn like Jesus learned. As it says in Hebrews 5.8, a son though he was, Jesus learned obedience by the things that he suffered. So I have to decide and I have to make that choice that I am willing to follow the word of God. Even if I'm unliked, unpopular, underestimated. If I feel like, oh, these people don't even know who I am and if I feel like there's things in my life that are undeserved or uncomfortable, I have to be willing to say, God, obeying you is the best thing and the best news that there could ever be. So as you teach me through your word, through my leaders, through things in my life, I'm willing, just like Jesus was. So I could say, a daughter though she is, Kara learned obedience and was willing 
to humble herself and was willing to not let this and this dominate her and was willing to be taught by others so that she can learn obedience to the Father. And if that means she suffers a little bit, if that means my flesh suffers a little bit, if that means I'm uncomfortable, God will give me the grace to walk through that. I can ask God, God, give me your ability. And not only ability, but give me the desire to do your will and to obey your will. So you can say to yourself this week, my obedience matters. My obedience matters because it is a tangible expression of my belief and trust in God. And how did Jesus learn? Jesus learned by humbling himself to the word of the Father. Jesus learned by not allowing himself to be dominated by his soul or his body. And Jesus learned because he was willing to be taught by the Father, by the Holy Spirit, and by his parents and by the leaders in his life. So thank you for watching the Words and Season podcast. I pray this podcast was a blessing to you. Feel free to share it on your social media. But most importantly, remember that every time that you open the Bible, the Word of God for every Christian, for every person that will ever live, this is the Word of the Lord written to us. For God so loved the world that He gave His Son for our redemption and that Jesus always has a word in season for you.